Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. I'm going to talk tonight about fear and not. Amen. Uh, amen. Let's turn over here to... Um, 2 Timothy, that's where we're going to start out. And um, fear is a spirit. It's not an emotion first. It's a spirit first. And we're going to talk about overcoming fear. And the way you do that is you, you develop a lifestyle of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So turn over here to 2 Timothy. And uh, we'll take... Uh, We'll pick up at 2 Timothy chapter 1 and uh, pick up here verse 7. And in times we live at, there may be challenges that uh, may come in a person's life, challenges to, to be afraid, uh, afraid of concerning your health, uh, afraid concerning finances, afraid concerning provisions. Um, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Amen. amen. And when the believer understands that they are redeemed, amen, they are redeemed from the curse, they're redeemed from failing, they're redeemed from losing, amen. And um, when you understand that I am, I'm living a lifestyle of redemption, then I'm not afraid of losing because redemption means God's putting everything back in my life like it's supposed to be. Amen. Things have been added to my life. Amen. Amen. I should be believing for things to be added to my life instead of things being taken away. Amen. Amen. And so we want to talk about that tonight. And um, actually fear is a sin. Why? Because God tells you not to. Amen. But the temptation to fear can come. We just need to see what the word said about it. And uh, let's look over here at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And it says here that God have not given us the spirit of fear. Amen. Notice that it has to be given. Amen. It has to be given. You need to understand that. So something given has to be received. Amen. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear has to be received. Because it has to be offered or it has to be given. I have to accept an evil report or a report that is uh, uh, opposed to my well-being. I have to receive it. And it can, come in a, it can come in a word. It can come, most of the time it does come by word. Or it can come by an event. Um, I remember working at a, at a job once. And when they announced they were doing layoffs, it seemed like it paralyzed the whole workforce. That people stopped working because they felt like if the job was not, um, if the job was not given a check, that means they were going to be doing without. You just have to remember you were looking for a job when you got that job. Amen. Praise God. So, the Lord, yeah, you got to remember that the Lord will provide. And um, that is Genesis chapter 22. The Lord is, um, 
my shepherd. Amen. He is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. I shall not do without. Amen. I shall not. Amen. Which means shall is the most powerful word in our language. We are finding out the direction a thing is going to go. I shall not fear. I shall not lack. That needs to be a part of your confession. Amen. Uh, so let's look at this. What it says right here, it says here in, um, <clears throat> in verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, no, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I'm getting all that mixed up. God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. Amen. Amen. You have to understand he gave you a spirit of power. He gave you the Holy Ghost. Amen. So <laughs> I don't want to trade the spirit of power for the spirit of fear. Amen. I want to receive the spirit of power, not the spirit of fear. Amen. The spirit of fear is of the world. And we don't receive the spirit of the world. Amen. We receive the spirit which is of God. Amen. You got to be conscious of what spirit you're receiving. Amen, that is good. You've got to be conscious of what spirit you're receiving because, because there's a voice attached. Yes, yes. Amen, there's a voice attached to the spirit that you receive. We receive the spirit of grace. We receive the spirit of mercy. Amen, it says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and then the spirit of love and then of a sound mind. Amen. And a sound mind does not allow thoughts of fear and thoughts of failure and thoughts of sickness and disease to prevail in his thinking. We live in a time where, you know, I was sitting there watching the news, people talk, you know, and, you know, they talking about Corona going, coming back around again. Well, I'm going to do the same thing I did the first time. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing I did the first time it came. I'm going to believe God that no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. I'm going to do the same thing. Oh, it's coming back in. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do the same thing I did when, I, when it seemed like I didn't have enough money. I'm going to say the Lord will provide. Amen. You got to say something when the spirit of fear comes. The psalmist said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. Amen. Praise God. We've been teaching on the covenant. That's the time to lean back on your covenant. Say, I got some help. Praise God. I got a supply. If you get laid off, that's what you're supposed to say when you get the letter. I have a supply. Amen. The Bible said promotion doesn't come from men for us. It comes from God. Amen. He is my source. Amen. What's that song? It said, the Lord is my source and the strength of my life. Amen. Praise God. I told you, you got to make melody in your heart to the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, so we have to understand the spirit of fear has to be given. Let's see where it was given. Let's go over here to Genesis chapter 3. This, <laughs> the spirit of fear came in because Adam let it in when he disobeyed God. Disobedience can open the door where the spirit of fear can play a role in your life. So you always want to be obedient to God. Amen. When, when Adam disobeyed God 
And that's why you got to be careful about disobedience. It'll put you at a disadvantage. It'll put you at a disadvantage. Amen. And so he disobeyed God in Genesis chapter 3. And, uh, and the Bible said here, when God came looking for him in verse 9, Genesis chapter 3, verse 9, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Now, God knows he's in trouble. Amen. God knows he's in trouble. Come on now. When trouble comes, don't think God's not there. He's there. Amen. He's looking for Adam right now. He's coming after him because uh, he's in trouble. And he, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. For the first time in his life, Adam was afraid. Normally, if it's the normal course of business in a day, a person is not afraid. Something alarming has to happen for a person to be afraid. Something has to come that is alarming, and it causes the person to think that this is not going to be a good outcome for me. And then the possibility of loss, loss of health, loss of life, loss of something because I begin to see loss and I can begin to believe loss and having that come upon me causes me to, and if I believe it, I'm receiving the negative outcome. If I receive that, if I claim it and call it mine, that's what a person is doing. I'm calling it mine then I give access to the spirit of fear, and that's when the emotion shows up. That's when the emotion shows up. And so when Adam disobeyed God, now Adam disobeyed God, he rejected the spirit of love. He rejected the spirit of power. He rejected the spirit of a sound mind. And when he disobeyed God, he took another spirit. We have to understand anytime we're not yielding to God, we're taking another spirit. And I remember teaching this, all life is influenced by some spirit. Every action, every behavior is influenced by some spirit. And what Adam did when he disobeyed God, he found himself under Romans 6, 16. Whoever you yield your members to obey, that's whose servant you are. That's why obeying God is so important because if I'm yielding to him, then I'm receiving his spirit. Amen. Whoever you yield yourself to obey, that's whose servant you become. So the moment he disobeyed God and obeyed Satan, he became what Satan is, fear. Satan just don't make people afraid. He is fear. He lives in torment. The Bible said he believes and trembles. His nature is fear. He's afraid all the time because he can't have peace because that's diametrically opposed to who he is. He can't have joy. He can't have laughter. He is constantly in torment. And when people are living like that, they need deliverance. Amen. Sometimes people need to be delivered from the spirit of fear because they can't turn loose. They are in fear all the time. And if you can't control that, you need deliverance. 
because I've let this thing get in my life so strongly, I can't see success. I can't see myself going forward. I can't see prosperity. I can't see myself staying healthy under the trials and all the things that are coming up on this earth. The spirit of fear has tried to enter into my life to influence me, to control me. And eventually, if you don't deal with it, it'll possess you. It'll begin to possess you. And so this thing is running in the earth because Adam turned it loose. And he ran from God. The spirit of fear makes, when I'm under control of it, it makes me run from everything God is. It makes me run from everything he is and run to everything he's not. And so he's running from God. And now he has the nature of Satan. The nature of God. God is love. Satan is hate. He's hate. He's fearful all the time. And the Bible said fear is torment, but perfect love does what to fear? Come on now, now you know how to get rid of it. You just recognize how much God loves you and how much he is going to provide for you and take care of you. If you you dwell with him, you won't be afraid. Fear has to do with where you dwell too. Adam's in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong folk. Amen. Amen. And so he got the wrong spirit. And it says right here, he says, I was afraid. It's the first time humanity ever was afraid. It was the first time he felt that, that emotion. The first time he, because he took that spirit. You can get a bad doctor's report. And the first thing that thing tries to have you fear tries to grab you. Because the devil tell you, based on this report, it looks like you're going to die. Well, my Bible said Jesus is able to save to the uttermost. Amen. You notice that, you notice that the, the word of God is how you get over fear. If you're going to get over fear, you're going to have to have a word. You're going to have to have a promise, amen, that is diametrically opposed to the doom report you're receiving. You're going to have to have a word, amen, because the opposite of fear is faith. And the opposite of faith is fear. Fear comes by getting a bad report. Faith comes by giving a good report. Amen. That's why God gave us the gospel. It's good news. It's good news. I don't have to be sick in this age. Y'all living in the worst age there ever was. I hope you know that. (laughs) You better be listening to me tonight. (laughs) It's getting crazy out there. You better be be trying to get this word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you better be trying to get this word or you're going to be my 911 phone call. Yes, you are. You're going to have to call me because, because there, is no, there is no name under heaven and earth whereby men might be saved to the name of Jesus. Because when you call me, I'm going to say, Jesus. <laughs> yes, I am. That's what I'm going to say. Jesus will fix it. Amen. I'm just going to remind you he'll fix it. Sometimes we have to be reminded Amen. We have to be reminded of what the word tells us. We have to be reminded God's on our side. We have to be reminded he will never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be with us to the end of the world. We have to be reminded that there's a friend that stick up closer than a brother. Amen. His name is Jesus. Amen. Come on now. Praise God. I can do all things through Christ. I can live in this age. I can live victorious in this age because he's strengthening me. Come on now, he's, he's constantly strengthening me. He never turns the power off. 
He never turns the joy off. He never turns the peace off. He said, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me. Come on now. The Bible says you ought to be always mindful of the covenant. You ought to have your mind locked in on Jesus. You don't even know what's happening. You don't know there's wars and rumors of wars. You don't know there's earthquakes. You don't know there's pestilence because your mind is so stayed on Jesus. Amen. Praise God. You don't even have a fear because your mind is locked in on him. Praise God. You have to set your mind on Jesus. The Bible said if you're going to think about something, think on these things. Come on now. If you're going to think on something, think on the word of God. Look what it says right here. He said, I was afraid. I was afraid. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself from you. That tells you why people run away from God. Amen. That tells you why people run from God. They're afraid of him. The spirit of fear is driving them away. Amen. So God has not given us the spirit of fear. But he's given us the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Turn over here to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. This is going to help you right now. You're going to need this. There's too much stuff going on out there. Amen. You're going to need some word. You're going to need the Holy Ghost to help you. Notice that when, when Adam was afraid, what calmed him down? God showed up. Come on now. When Adam was afraid, God showed up. Come on now. God clothed him. God told him everything's going to be all right. Boy, I'm going to fix this. <laughs> That's what God told him in the God. I'm going to fix this. And, and clothed him and gave him clothing. God clothed him in the garden. Amen. You never run away from God. You run to him. You never run away. You run to him. You should never be afraid of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Your behavior shouldn't make you afraid of him. Amen. The Bible said this is the confidence we have in him. Amen. We ask anything according to his will. You ask for forgiveness, he's going he gonna, he gonna to forgive you. Every day, you, when you make a mistake, you don't run away from God because you're afraid of him. You run right up in his face. Amen. You run right up in his face pleading the blood. I want to thank you for the blood. It's still, it's still cleansing. It's still purging. Amen. Praise God. They, they call it the gift of righteousness. You don't earn it. He gives it to you. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. He knows we need to grow up. He knows we need to grow up. Amen. And the word will grow you up. The Bible said, desire the sincere milk of the word because it'll help you grow up. Amen. Look what God says right here. And it says, um, in this age we live in, we have to understand Philippians 4, 6. Be careful or don't have any worry or we can say have fear for nothing. There's one scripture said, and nothing be terrified of your adversary. When you are not afraid, it's an evident token of him which spirit you took. You took the spirit of love, you took the spirit of power, and you took the spirit of a sound mind. Amen. You let him know what spirit you took. And you never yield to him. The Bible said whoever you yield your members to obey, that's whose servant you become. That's how fear comes because of the servitude I accept. 
Amen. That's why the Bible said you yield your instruments to God. That includes your thinking. You yield your mind to God. You don't yield your mind to the news at 6 and 10. I'm not saying you can't watch it. Watch it. I'm just saying don't worship it. Amen. Praise God. I didn't say you couldn't watch it. I said don't worship it. Amen. Because you become what you worship. You can watch it so you know to pray for the people in Ukraine. You can watch it and know to play, pray for the people in China. Amen. Pray for your leaders. Don't criticize them. Do not criticize your leaders. That's not God. That's the wrong spirit. He told us to pray for them that are in authority. Amen. Sometimes believers get mixed up just based on who got in the White House. And I started thinking about them then. The believers. No, you pray for those in authority. You don't criticize them. You don't talk about them. You pray for them. They need intercession. Because the devil knows if I can attack the leaders, I can get the whole nation. Look what it says right here. It says here in uh, Philippians 4, 6, it says, Don't be afraid or careful or worry for nothing. Amen. He says, I don't want you afraid of nothing. Now, you think about that. I don't want you worried about nothing. I don't want you worried about the economy. I don't want you worried about what plagues come. I don't want you worried about tornadoes. It said nothing or no thing. Amen. Because with God, no thing is impossible to fix or to turn or to make right. Amen. We need this word because you're going to have to overcome fear in this generation. You're going to have to overcome fear. Don't, he says, be careful nothing but in everything. If, it's, if the thing is bothering you, then you ought to be praying about it. Prayer is communication with God. If it's trying to take away some sleep, it's trying to mix with my psalmonics, if it's trying to take hours of rest from me, the Bible said God giveth his beloved rest. Amen. The Bible said it's vain to stay up at night worrying and walking the floor. Amen. And it says right here, because he gives his beloved rest. Be worried about for nothing or have anxiety for nothing. You know, <laughs> building this building, I had to realize that I'm not supposed to have anxiety about nothing. Nothing about nothing. And a lot of times you want stuff to happen real quick. You know, you want stuff to happen real fast. I get in that. And then it rained and all of a sudden you get mad because it rained. Because <laughs> they won't put the parking lot in. Because they won't put the parking lot in unless it's dry. So you're up believing for no rain. Well, that's fine. Uh, Elijah did, but God told him not to believe. Right. Told him to say it wasn't going to rain. God didn't tell me it wasn't going to rain, get him prophesied it wasn't going to rain. So, you know, you got to know the will of God about certain things. Amen. Just be patient. It'll get done. Amen. They said they come in Monday. So you, gotta, you parked on gravel tonight. That's okay. You'll remember where you came from. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> after, the, after the asphalt it is, you wasn't always an asphalt parking lot church. You had to walk on some gravel. Right. Now you're coming here humble. <laughs> but anyway, he said, be careful of nothing, but in everything by prayer. 
Amen. Nothing is, should be worried about. If it's, if it's going to bother me, then I need to go talk to God about it. I need to get confidence that he's made provision for me in my lifetime. That he made provision for me in my lifetime. One of the things you got to be, uh, got to get victory over is afraid of running out. Yeah. Running out of provision. You got to get victory over that. I'm going to help you with that tonight. Amen. I'm going to help you with that tonight. And they say you got to you got to be afraid of you got to get, get victory over being afraid of running out. You got to get victory over afraid of dying. Amen. Everybody's gonna die. You got to get victory over of being afraid to die. Amen. Now God gave you a promise with long life will He satisfy you. But I don't care if you live to 120. If Jesus don't come back, you you going out of here. And it'll be the easiest thing you ever did, step out of your body and go into glory. It'll be the easiest thing you ever did to step out of your body. And, and the, come on now, you won't even know you died if you walk with God. I'm going to say it again, you won't even know you died if you're close to Jesus. Amen, Moses didn't even know, come on now, because he stayed in the presence of God. He stayed in the presence of God. Enoch walked with God so much, he walked out of here, forgot to die. <laughs> and God forgot come on now God loved his presence so much he walked out of there with his body walked out of there with his spirit nobody, nobody know where Enoch is he said because God took him people say well God took my relatives no we don't because we know where they buried at now he took their spirit but he really took Enoch whole hook line sinking everything because he walked with God what are the believers supposed to be doing walking with God Come on now. <laughs> this is the best time that this is the best time ever in, in the generation of mankind to walk with God. Yeah. Come on now, because God said in the last days, I'm gonna pour out my spirit yeah. on all flesh. Amen. He really wanna walk with you. And he said, You're gonna have dreams and visions. I'm not talking about nightmares, I said dreams and visions. I didn't say nightmares, I said dreams and visions. You're gonna be prophesying things to come. You're going to be calling those things that be not as though they were. You're going to be seeing signs and wonders and miracles. You ain't going to have time to be afraid because you're walking with the Lord. The Bible said if you draw nigh to God, God will get close to you. You can have the closest walk you ever want. The closest walk you want to have, you can have it right now. If you get close to God, how do you get close to God? You pick his word up before you pick trouble up. You call on the name of the Lord before you call on, on trouble. You call on the name of the Lord before you call on drama. And you spend time with him. Amen. And the Bible said the angels of the Lord encamp around about them that reverence him. You got angels around your house. You ain't got time. To, how you going to be scared with all the angels encamped? You got all them angels encamped. How you going to be scared with the angels encamped about your house? Come on now. They, they kneeling down around your house. As Psalms 34 verse 7 says, the angels are kneeling down around your house. They kneeling because ain't nobody there to do nothing to. <laughs> Don't be scared. He says right here, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. You can make all the requests you want until fear is completely dispelled. 
If they talking about closing down, just go and get a better job now. Don't be sitting around hoping they stay open. <laughs> don't, be, don't be doing it. Listen, God's never going to let you run out anyway. Amen. He's never going to let you run out. I'm just telling you. He, he's the God that won't let you run out. He's the God that goes to the widow's house and causes the crews of oil never to run dry and the barrel of meal not to run dry. Even in a famine, God kept a woman all the way through the famine. And my Bible said he's the same yesterday. Today. And even if it gets tight, you got a supply. You're supposed to get up and say, my supply is full, it's coming, it's here. And your supply, he said, I'm going to meet your needs according to my riches and glory. He didn't say nothing about your job. Mm -hmm. He said, you seek the kingdom first, these things will be added to you. He didn't say they will be waged to you and job to you. Amen. I'm not saying to quit your job. I'm just saying don't make it your God. Amen. It says right here, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God. Once you let your request be made known unto God, it says, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Notice that the peace of God starts keeping you. Come on now. The peace of God starts keeping you. Is that what it said? And the peace of God. He said, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. So I'm trading worry for peace when I pray. I'm going to say it again. I'm trading worry for peace when I pray. Amen. He said, I don't want you to have anxiety about anything. And the way to overcome anxiety is a conversation with God. I was talking about Moses. Suddenly he had a conversation with God. He was never planning to go back to Egypt, but one conversation with God sent him back. One conversation with God sent him back to what he was afraid of. God will, he will give you the peace. He will give you power over fear. He will make you stand in the face of the thing that everybody else is afraid of. Come on now, because you're not standing by yourself. It was the peace of God that caused David to stand in front of Goliath. You're not, you, don't be, you don't stand up here five foot nine, stand in front of a 10 foot person, talking about I'm going to cut your head off. You got to know something. Come on now. You done had to get some peace of God. Didn't nobody else go over there and do it because they was afraid. They were afraid. God doesn't want you living in fear in this age. He doesn't want you afraid in this age. He wants you talking to him. Prayer means communication with God. Prayer means standing in the presence of God. Talking to him. One of the reasons why fear is in such a level in, in, in society today because prayer is at an all-time low. Prayer is at an all-time low. People should be praying. The Bible said, pray without ceasing. There should be no end to your prayer life. You should get up in the morning talking to God. You should talk to God all the way up to noon. You should talk to God at noon. You should talk to him in the afternoon. You should talk to him before you go to bed. You should have fellowship with your heavenly father all day long. 
That's how you stay out of fear. And every time I make a request, I get peace. Every time I make a request, I get peace about the thing I made a request about. I can get peace about my children. Yes, I can. I don't have to be up and worried about my children. God saves households. Amen. God saves households. He said he's going he's gonna to keep He's going to keep me and everything pertaining to me. Psalms 91 said he's going to keep me in all my ways. And that includes my children. I don't even have to be around them, but he's going to keep them. Amen. Praise God. You ought to get up and declare I'm delivered from every evil work. Come on now. That's what the Bible told you to say. If you're concerned about some evil, come and get up and clap what the word said. I'm delivered from every evil work. And I'm kept by the power of God. Unto salvation. Where is that over there? In, uh, over there in uh, 2 Thessalonians? Yeah. Yeah. Is it 2 Thessalonians? Or is it Timothy? I'm delivered from every evil work. Is it First Thessalonians, Miss Crystal? First Thessalonians. Let me see. I got it in here. I'm gonna have to get it up. That's it. Second Timothy four eighteen. Thank you. I knew I had somebody there to keep it. Praise God. It's good to know the verses. And it's good to know just is in there. Yeah. They add the verses and chapters in later on so you would have references. Yeah. Amen. If you know it in there, it's in there, it'll work. <laughs> Look what Paul said in Second um, Thessalonians chapter, Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 17. Notwithstanding the Lord stood with me. Come on now. If he stood with him, he's standing with you. That means Jesus was standing right there when they said the company going to close. <laughs> he was standing right there when you got that doctor's report. Don't be acting like you got that report by yourself. <laughs> Some people act like everything happened to them by themselves. <laughs> all by myself now quit acting like that <laughs> when you got up this morning you look like the secret service Amen. yes you did the angels got up with you the Holy Ghost was standing there saying good morning <laughs> good morning you ready for miracles today <laughs> Jesus was there with you the blood was there the father was there with you come on now don't act like you standing by yourself See you, praise God. God gave you, God gave you the spirit, his spirit, so you could fellowship with him. You're supposed to know he's there. Come on now, your spirit's supposed to discern him there. He gave you the discerning of spirits. He gave you the discerning of spirits. You're supposed to know God is there, just like I can see you right now. If you're using your spiritual eyes. That's what the Bible said. We walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Sight will always make you afraid. 
but faith will never make you afraid. So we live by faith. So when I read he stood with Paul, that's what he's doing with me. Standing with me. We'd have never got in this building if he was standing with me. We wouldn't have got in the first building if he wasn't standing with me. We would have never came to Nashville if he wasn't standing with me. Come on now. <laughs> I would have never got called if he wasn't standing with me. I don't think I'd be on this planet anymore if he wasn't standing with me. A lot of times people be having angelic manifestations of deliverance and don't even know God just saved them from the train wreck, the car wreck. You don't even know God just saved you from that trouble, just diverted you. Even the old saints knew that. They said he saved it from danger seen and unseen. I got saved from stuff I don't even know. I, got, I, I didn't even know I was in trouble and I got saved. You ought to give him some praise for the trouble. You, you ought to give him some praise for the trouble you don't even know about. <laughs> oh, praise God. If the church would just get in the word, they'd have a good time. They'd just have a good time. They'd just be having a ball if they just get in the word. Don't you throw your Bible in the trunk. <laughs> Treat it like some golf clubs. Then the game is over. Pitch them in the trunk. Mm -mm, don't do that. It says, right, he stood with me. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Come on, now, God's got some strength for you. You ought to get up and say, you are my strength. Because some people walk around, I'm so tired. Well, when you, why don't you start confessing some strength? Come on now, start confessing some strength. You know what, if, if, if he had to strengthen him, then that means vitamins ain't all it's going to take in this generation. You're going to need more than Geritol. And you're going to need more than jazzercising. There's been people jogging on the street, fall over and have a heart attack jog. I mean, eat broccoli and everything. <laughs> taking, taking one a days, two a days. Come on now. There's been people that have done that. <laughs> no, the Bible said in him we live and move and have our being. Come on now. He is the source of my life. Amen. Oh, praise God. He said he stood with me. Evidently, it was a time to be in fear, but the Lord stood with him. Even the psalmist said, even though I walk through the valley, I will fear no opposing force because you are with me. And if God be for you, come on now. Well, you got to answer that question. Is he for me? Who side is God really on? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> He's on your side. I, you know, you all know that. He said, if I gave you Jesus, I freely give you all things. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. Anyway, it's the word that'll make you happy. And it says, and he strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known. And that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Well, I don't remember Paul being attacked by no lion. But he's describing a challenging and a peril situation that he got delivered out of. Come on now. I'm delivered out of every trial, every test every pressure, 
I'm delivered. I'm redeemed from all evil. I'm delivered from all evil. That's what the word says. Amen. Look what he says right here. And the Lord might deliver me. Come on now. And when you, come on, praise God. The Lord shall deliver me. Notice this is what he said. So I got to say this. Amen. They talking about a new round of Corona. But I'm going to say the same thing I said in the first round. The second round, the third round. I'm going to say the Lord shall, not might. I don't have no might God. I don't have that kind of God. I don't stand in here and do this for a might come by God. I do this because God has no other option. Jesus fixed it when he said there's no Father, if there's no other way. If there's a way, let this cup pass by me. There is no other way. You got to take that cup to take all of their fear. You got to take all their trials. You got to take all their sickness. You got to take all their disease. You got to take it all. There is no other way. And if you take it for them and redeem them from it, when they stand up and say they're redeemed from it, I'll have no other choice but to deliver them from it. The Bible is not a gospel of options. It's a gospel of what God shall do. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What do you want? Come on now. Then you need to make a request. So you shall not want. Because you already got it. Because you made a request. And God heard your request. In the name of Jesus. And he said for whatever you ask. I will do it. And that's where faith comes in. You trust him to do what he said. Look what he said right here. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. And the Lord shall deliver me from every. Well. Some of them. From every evil work. Notice it's a work. It's a work of the enemy. Sickness is a work of the enemy. Poverty is a work of the enemy. Lack is a work of the enemy. Confusion is a work of the enemy. Depression is a work of the enemy. Attack on family is a work of the enemy. And I'm delivered from all of it. Now you're going to have to say this. My pastor taught me to say this. I'm delivered from every evil work. And you got an angel redeeming you from all evil. Come on now. I roll over in the bed. I don't care what it is. The enemy try to act like there's some trouble coming. I'm delivered. I'm just going to say what I'm delivered from. Amen. Let the Bible say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm going to say something. I'm not a, the Bible said in Psalms 39, if you keep your mouth shut, 
your trouble's going to increase. That's Psalms 39, verse 2, ain't it in there? The Bible says you're supposed to be talking to the mountain. Amen. If David had to talk to his Goliath, you're going to have to talk to yours. There's too much evil out there for you to be quiet. You got to say something. And the Lord shall deliver thee from every evil work and preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. Come on now. He's going to keep me unto the heavenly kingdom. That's what you ought to be saying. Amen. That's what you ought to be saying in the presence of God. Amen. And let's go over here. Is it First Peter delivered from every evil work, preserved in his heavenly kingdom? Where's that one we confessed? Kept by the power of God. That's what it says. First Peter. There it is. First Peter. Verse five. Well, let's read verse three. It says, blessed be God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy. Notice what we got have begotten us again to a lively hope. I got a lively hope. I don't have no depressed life. I got a lively hope. I, I expect good to happen. Hope means you got expectation. I expect to go through whatever plagues that come with a lively hope that, that I'm delivered. Amen. You get symptoms on your body, just get up and rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Take your healing and go on about your business. And the symptoms, you use your faith, they'll subside and they'll get off your body. Say amen to that. The storm don't outlast the sunshine. Because when the storm is going on, the sun is still shining. It's the clouds that have to move. It's the clouds that have to move. Amen. The old saints used to know, they said trouble don't last always. Don't have an always look on your face. Don't have an always look. It's always going to be like this. Poking beans all the way through. (laughs) It's going to always. No. You're going to get to go to the steakhouse. Amen. The sun's going to come out. Say amen to that. Amen. Don't get mad at me if you don't say amen to it. Then eat poking beans the whole way through. No, God wants you to have the best. He wants you to have the best. Because the Bible says so over in Luke 15 about the prodigal son. He got the best. It says um, after he messed up, he still got God's best. Don't get mad at somebody running here off, running here, and, and they just got here and started getting blessed because they believe this. And you start acting like you got to work for everything. You just have to struggle for your healing, and you just got to struggle to your increase, and you serving and working for the Lord. And then somebody come rolling up in here, here, he's blessed. He's blessing. Amen. Come on now. He's pouring out the blessing. Amen. And they, they, they enter into it, and all of a sudden the doors start opening for them and everything like that. And then you stand over there like the son that stayed home mad. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. And I'm going to be the first one to see it as a spiritual father in the church. And I'm going to say, son, come on out here. <laughs> Everything the father got for us is yours. Amen. Look what he says here in verse 5. First, first Peter chapter 1, verse 5. It, it, well, let's read verse 3. Um, a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The reason why we have our lively hope, because Jesus took the penalty of death for us. Come on now. And he proved that the penalty of our iniquity and transgression was paid for. After three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, God raised him up from the dead. And the Bible said the same power that raised him up is quickening our mortal body. And when his power raised him up, it raised us up to sit with him which means he is demonstrating our redemption. It's a seated redemption. It's a redemption of royalty. It's a redemption of power. Amen. All the angels know that you are royalty. And they know that you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ and everything belongs. And the angel's job is to help get you all your stuff. But you got to say something. Come on now. You got to say something. You got to call your stuff. He, say, who are, he says right here, he got us a, to an inheritance incorruptible, which means you have an inheritance. You have a spiritual inheritance, you got a physical inheritance. The stuff on this planet belongs to you, but you got to let God show it. Undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved for you in heaven, who are kept by the power of God. Notice what's keeping me. Notice what's keeping you, God's power. Amen. Right now, God's power is keeping me. There's a power source working on me right now. There's a power source working on you right now. And I, the devil would have loved to get you in a wreck coming over here and tearing your car up and flipping it upside down. But you was kept coming over here. I live a kept life. Amen. Praise God. I live a kept life. Praise God. God is keeping me with his power. Come on now. I ain't trying to keep myself. I'm not trying to keep myself. I don't have to. The power is keeping me. It's keeping my mind, mind sound. Amen. It's keeping my family sound. When I'm talking about care by the power, I'm, I'm praying for my children. I'm praying for my grandchildren. I'm praying for you. I declare these scriptures over you because I don't want emergencies in your life. That means I got to go run it. So if you forget to say it, I said it. Amen. Keep them, Jesus. Because I like sleeping at night. Because normally when people get in trouble, it's always at midnight. If you read the Bible, it's late at midnight hour. Paul and Silas at midnight. Waking you up at night. Oh, no, you're not waking me up. I declare you are kept by the power of God. You are delivered from every evil work, not just you, your children and your grandchildren in the name of Jesus so I can go to sleep at night. You ain't ringing my phone off the hook calling me when you get ready and telling me what you want. No, that's Jesus. <laughs> Call him up. Wait, Jesus. No, he never sleeps, no slumbers. I got to go to bed. So for, go ahead and forget to say it. I'm going to say it for you. I'm saying it for you so your car will stay in the right lane whether it's sleet or snow. 
I'm saying it so the cars around you will stay in the right lane. I'm saying you kept by the power of God. I'm saying the angels are watching over you. Amen, praise God. You ought to thank God you got a good pastor. My pastor prays it. My pastor prays this over me. He prays this over church. You got a double covering over your life. Anyway, I'm praying, I'm going on. Who are kept. Amen. <laughs> you ought to tell the devil, I'm kept. Go mess with somebody else. The Bible said a, he seek about as a roaring lion. You just need to tell him, like a roaring lion. You ain't no lion, but I'm kept. I try to tell you, Corona's coming back. I'm kept. Come on, you ought to practice watching the news and hear something bad come on. I'm kept. You can go practice watching news at 6 and 10. They talking about tornadoes. I'm kept. Where the economy's going, I'm kept. I'm kept by the power of God. Now, if God's power is keeping us, amen, what's going to overcome the keeping power of God? Come on now. Nothing's going to overcome the keeping power of God. Amen. I don't care what symptoms in your body, it's the power of God is working in my body. Father, I receive power. I thank you the power is working in my body. It's driving out all forms of sickness and disease. It's killing every germ and every virus. It's re-energizing every cell in my body. It's re-energizing my brain and all the cells. I'm not losing my mind. I got a good remembrance of all things in the name of Jesus. I'm not getting worse. I'm getting better. I'm kept by your power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is keeping my body. It's keeping me strong. Amen. You are renewing my youth like the eagles. You got to say how you kept. Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. By the time you get talking through talking like this, you couldn't find the spirit of fear. You done run that off a long time ago. You start declaring the word and then go from the word to a praise session. The Bible said you steal the enemy and the avenger. You make the enemy and the avenger be still. The devil can't stand praise. He runs. That's how you resist him. The Bible said if you resist him, he'll flee. He'll take his spirit of fear and, fear and take off running. And you'll be left with the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Then you're going to be saying, I get joy when I think about the oh, joy, joy. <laughs> It'll turn you into a praiser. Yes, it will. It'll turn you into a praiser. Some of y'all gonna have to praise God better than y'all do. You ought to just, come on now, if you know the praise steals the enemy, if you know that praise just irritates the devil, you ought to be a better praiser than you are. If you know it's gonna make him flee, you ought to be a better praiser. I remember Kenneth Copeland said, the devil is afraid of somebody with a demonstrative praise. That if you're gonna give God some praise, he is afraid of you. Because the Bible said when praises go up, come on now, blessings come down. It'll mess him up. Yes, sir. Well, praise God. Yeah. 
Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. Now, if he knows, now if he knows you're gonna do that when you get up in the morning, if he knows you're gonna do that, he get up in it. If he knows you're gonna do that when you get up in the morning, he said, "I ain't going to that house today." <laughs> he said, I, he, "He said I ain't gonna go in that house today." He gonna say they, they go off over there. He said, "In 30 days, you can form a habit. If he knows your habit is gonna be praise, <laughs> if he knows that's gonna be your habit, I ain't gonna mess with that house today because I don't want to hear all that. I want to hear how God gonna keep them all day." <laughs> I don't even want to hear that confession. I don't want to hear that confession. Now, it says it steals him. It's, it's resisting him. And the Bible said he will run. He's already scared. He lives in fear. He is fear. And you got to experience what you are. You have to experience what you are. You have to live what you are. And he's the spirit of fear. He lives in constant torment. And misery loves company. Don't you let the devil come to your house and make you miserable. Don't you do that. It says here, who are kept by the power of God through faith. Notice the power works, the keeping power works through faith. And faith always has a reliance upon Jesus. Faith means I'm relying on you. It means I'm totally dependent on what you said. Faith means I'm convinced that you're not alive. That if you say something, God, that's just the way it is. Faith is letting God's word persuade you where you become fully persuaded that what God promised he's able to perform. And then the final stage of faith is when you start declaring what he said. You start declaring this word. You begin to speak the word. You give voice to the word of God. Yes. Then the Bible said the angels hearken to the voice of his word. Amen. They hearken to the voice. When, they hearken when his word is voiced. Yes. And it's our job to voice the word. The right. worst thing a believer can do is be quiet yes. in a trial. Yes. It's the worst thing you can do is to be quiet when trouble comes. You need to get in the word. Sometimes you have to steady yourself in the word. That's why you need to be writing these scriptures down. Because you're going to need them. You think I'm just going over this? No, you're going to need this. Amen. Or when you call me, I'm going to say, turn over here to 1 Peter chapter 1. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to turn to 1 Peter. You kept about it. I'm going to tell you the same thing we just said tonight. Amen. I ain't going to say nothing different. It says, we are kept through faith unto salvation, ready. Amen. Come on now. My blessing is ready. 
If anybody ever calls you to dinner, say, is dinner's ready? Yeah. Come on now, supper's ready. That's what they do in the country. You don't go around in the kitchen because they're never messing with stuff. They'll call you when it's ready. Go out in the yard and play. Some of y'all ain't never lived in the country. You've been driving up to McDonald's and getting stuff right out the window. So you don't know how to wait on nothing until it's ready. But in the country, you know, you don't get a McDonald's biscuit. Grandmama got to mix all that together and put that together and roll that out on the table. And Come on now. And then got to get that country ham. You got to go to the smokehouse and go get it out and pull it out and, and then put it in the skillet and put some stuff in it. Come out with that red-eyed gravy to sop that biscuit over there like that. And then you got them eggs. And I'm, I'm, talking about them old, I'm not talking about them old store-bought eggs. Them little eggs look like them little eggs. Look like them eggs. And I've been through a trial when you crack them. I'm talking about them chicken eggs. When you pop them, they so yellow, they stretch out. Stretch out in the skillet and come on now. And all that hit the table with that, with them, with them. I'm not talking about no store-bought jelly. I'm talking about something that somebody made. I'm talking about they went out in the bushes and picked the blackberries and washed them off and put the real sugar on them, mixed all that together and cooked it in the pot and set it up in a jar. And all of that has to get ready for you. Come on now. Come on now. Salvation didn't happen over over happening happen like McDonald's. Jesus had to stay there three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Come on now. And then praise God, he said, it is finished. Come on now, it's ready. Come on now, your salvation is ready. It's time for you to get your healing. It's time for you to get your blessing. It's time for you to get your peace. It's time for you to get your joy. It's time for you now to get your acceleration into the blessing. It's time for you to get what he died for, not what you work for, but what he died for. It's time for you to get what he gave you. He gave you everything he has. Praise God. There's houses that belong to you, vineyards that belong to you. There's increase that belong to you. You ain't got all your stuff yet because you didn't know it was ready. But I'm telling you tonight it's ready. This is your finest hour, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yes, I am trying to tell you that. Yeah, it's ready. My salvation is ready for somebody to see it. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, I was reading that today. If you do this, God will show up in your life. Yes, he will. I read it today. You did, and that's why I'm excited. Yes, I did. It'll show up in your life. It's ready to be revealed. Come on now. Mama would say, yes, my grandma, we used to call her mama. It's ready. You start moving. I had two other brothers. You had to start moving. Depending on how many people was at mama's house, you had to start moving. There was a lot of people that you get in line quick. I remember one night I was eating so fast, man, I was pulling fried chicken off the big plate onto my plate. My, my plate started looking like a boneyard. My granddaddy looked, looked at me because I, I, I was pulling more than my share. That's what I ought to do. If you ain't taking your blessing, I ought to take it for you. God, they don't want to give it to me. 
I go and build the churches you want me to build. I go and expand that you want me to expand. They ain't going to use all their stuff. <laughs> My grandmother's name was Betty. My granddaddy said, he stopped watching me eating everything. He said, Betty, you better get in here. <laughs> you better get in here. This boy don't have no bottom on him. <laughs> Come on now. This boy don't have no bottom. You better get in here if you want something. <laughs> Praise God. If God let me get your stuff, I don't care. I ain't got no bottom. <laughs> <laughs> ready to be revealed in the last time and that's when you live you, this is the last time come on now you better get your stuff this is your finest hour ready to be revealed in your last time boy I saw that today hold that here now look what it says right here and I always look at this because I, I get excited about this scripture right here come on now I'm going to give it to you because that's the kind of person I am <laughs> oh Jesus oh come on now <laughs> I love this scripture uh, over in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4 what time is it anyway oh y'all got me working overtime uh uh no sir this is after 8 o'clock oh no y'all ain't getting all this word like this <laughs> I'm going to go home. Y'all got to come back Sunday. But we're going to start noonday prayer. You don't know how to pray. You better come in here because I do. <laughs> Let your request be made known. If you don't know how to pray, you better get in here. You don't know how to get your stuff. You better get in here. I told you you're going to have to make some requests. Amen. What would you ask God for? If you knew you couldn't fail. Yeah. At least ask him for your portion that belongs to you. And get in the word to find out what your portion is. First Timothy chapter four, verse thirteen, till I come, give attendance. To reading. Make sure you read something that we preach tonight. See, if you do, if you take every time we preach, if you would take note of it, and you can just listen. Go home, get your phone, get on Facebook, type in Church on the Rock Nashville. And up comes Church on the Rock Nashville. And hit like. You can get all the messages. Now everything on those messages is ready. How you know it's ready? Because we preached it. It's ready. And then you go back and give attendance to it. He says, until I come give attendance to what I already gave you. That's why I can go home now. I already gave you enough. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. We've done them all tonight. 
Neglect not the gift that is in you. Don't neglect Christ in you. The hope of glory. Which was given thee by prophecy. So you can take all them prophecies. So that's why I said in my office today, went over the prophecies. I have to. They were given to me. That was our destiny. It was our destiny. All the money, all the equipment, all the furnishings, all of it, and millions on this congregation. Don't you neglect that. Don't neglect the gift that was given thee. By prophecy and with the laying of hands of the presbytery, they came from senior people in the gospel that God had put in my life to help me fulfill my destiny. And you are the heirs of it. It became your inheritance. day you walked in church on the rock, that was your last broke day. That something was given you. But you have, a give, you have to give attendance to what's been given you. Or you'll miss it. You'll live and you will miss it. I can't. God had already dealt with me about that. Don't you ever neglect spiritual detail for the rest of your life. Do you understand me? Now some of you do. That's why I have to get up and say you delivered. See, in a great house, there are many vessels. Some of them mature, some of them immature. <clears throat> you can't have all your kids at the same time, especially if you got four or five. You have children one at a time. And so you get some mature ones and then you got some in diapers. And if the age gap is big enough, you have some carrying some, so you don't have to carry them. Pick him up. That's when you get one big enough. Pick him up. Really, you saying, I ain't doing that. You pick him up. Carriage you. Amen. And so we have some mature people, and we have some that need to mature. Amen. Look at verse 14. Look at verse 14 again. Neglect not. You cannot neglect what I'm preaching. How do you do that? You hear it, you get excited about it, and you walk away. And you don't do nothing else about it. Now I know if you're living that way. Amen. A good parent knows what the children are doing. Amen. 
But we can see faith. We know what faith looks. I've been doing this a long time. You got to understand this. I had some real serious men of God over my life. Some people don't understand that. They didn't play church. They didn't play church. That's why Corona did, you know, it didn't take nobody out of here. You can stay home if you want to. I don't blame you. Stay home until you're going to understand why I don't. That's an understanding in that. And you just can't just go do that. You better stay at home. You know you're scared, and you better stay at home and get this online. And you better get it quick because I know people that stayed in the house, took the shot, didn't go nowhere and still almost died. Evidently, the devil don't play by the rules. He don't play the CDC. Don't play by their rules. He's ruthless. He don't care whether you got the shot or not. He just can't whether you got faith or not. Amen. I say amen to that. I'm, I'm ready to go home. This is my last verse of scripture because I'm going to tell you how to get it right here. Yes, sir. Neglect not the gift. That can be a ability. That can be a rescue. That can be a supply to you. You cannot neglect something. <sighs> that was, which was given to you. That is in thee which was given to you by prophecy. That's why I duplicated the whole prophecy book. I said, God, some of them are going to throw it on the floor just like it was at the bottom of a birdcage. I said, I, they're going to do it. I don't want, now these are mine. I don't want, he said, you give it to them. You threw them down. Let them throw them down for a while. For a while. I had to get on you. That's what he told me. I had to get on you. Get on, give it to them anyway. Let them throw. Let it, let it be in their trunk. Let them drive around. Let the kids step on it. Throw McDonald's fries on top of it. Put it on the bookshelf. Can't find it. Let them do that. You did it. I said, you have to be so personal with this. <laughs> They'll have to get, they'll have to, the day star will have to come to them. Just like it came to you. I told him, I am so sorry. But I will never, ever neglect spiritual gifts again for the rest of my life. Eventually, we grow up. We grow up. Neglect not the gift that was given thee. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. He gives you something else. Yes, that's right. The land of hands on the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. You have to think about it. Because that's who you are now. Give thyself wholly to them. Notice you're going to have to be a big giver. You're going to have to be a big giver of your time if you want to see what come to pass. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, we're doing church tonight. Hallelujah. 
Meditate upon these things. That means to mutter them, to say them, to rehearse them to yourself over. I'm delivered from every evil work. God's power is keeping me. That's what you were given tonight. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting, thy acceleration may appear to all. When you do this right, people got to see it. Oh yeah. When you do it right, when you follow these instructions, people got to see it. I knew if I just kept saying, thank you for the land on Dickerson Road, when there was no land. If I just kept saying it, thank you for the land on Dickerson Road, then the land comes. Thank you for all the money we need. Thank you for all the money we need. Money will come. Thank you for all the furnishings. Thank you for all the equipment. Thank you for all of it. Praise God. Thank you for the millions on this congregation. Somebody going to get some money up in here, and that's the end of it. Now, I knew that when I knew it when I walked in today. It got on me. But it's going to be from a person that's not neglectful. Because it's got to show up. I just gave you the formula for stuff showing up. I got so excited about how to make things appear. I got so excited about how to make things appear. It's a life of consecration. It's a life of devotion. Now, whatever he said to you, you have a manifestation coming that it may appear unto all and take heed unto thyself. This is the letter to the pastors and to the doctrine and continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear you. Come on now. You can help the people that's listening. Not the people that's not listening. What did he just say? What did he say? He was talking about you. Said you weren't listening. <laughs> hey man, he's talking about you. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Millions on this congregation. Hallelujah. I said millions on this congregation. Come on now. It was being given by the presbytery. So things, some things got to happen, amen.